Welcome to Small Business Big Impact. These are lessons from the trenches of running a business with a multiple bottom line. Purpose, people, planet, and profit. Get the inside scoop on what it takes to succeed at using business as a force for good. Cheryl Labar has had a lifelong obsession with high-quality outdoor gear. Now, they are the operations anchor of a three-member co-founding team at Made Outdoor. Made creates customized performance outerwear at the same price point as off-the-shelf equivalents. Then they take it a few steps further. They ignore gender by focusing on the perfect fit, and they create their products with a deep commitment to a more sustainable and socially responsible future. In this episode, Cheryl shares her experience of dancing with timing. Uh, well, we're new, pretty we're a pretty new business, so I can probably go back to the beginning. Um, okay, we have been fairly ambitious with our timing targets from day one. Um, we uh, started our very first conversation about the business happened in April 2020, uh, right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, and we were very ambitious and very excited about what we could do. And our target was, oh, well, you know, maybe we can launch in fall 2020. Uh, and then that wasn't going to happen. So then it was maybe we'll do a Kickstarter in spring 2021. And that'll be our time to to do the launch, uh, which we did end up doing. We had a an Indiegogo campaign, crowdfunding campaign in uh, March 2021, and we're able to get funding through that. And then we thought we'd do our full live launch uh, in fall 2021, September 2021. Uh, and then the global pandemic had different ideas and timing and supply chain issues kind of went from there. Uh, and we're still juggling that. Give me an example of like a, a way in which timing threw a wrench in your plans. Yeah, I think everybody that's listening has probably uh, heard some form of supply chain issues discussed about uh, in the past two, three years. Um, and that for us affected us in a major way. Uh, we're a startup brand. We don't have the capital to be able to pay for a $50,000 cargo ship. Uh, the Suez Canal affected us, the supply chain with uh, with COVID. So our, our initial launch was planned for, um, for fall 2021, and we didn't have materials in factory until June 2022. Uh, so we started our production for winter product in the middle of summer uh, in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was really just a case of not being able to get materials. Right. So what did you do with that? Uh, we pivoted a lot in terms of we did change some of our materials to a new vendor. Uh, so we were looking at our zippers. We were looking at an 18-month lead time. Uh, so we changed uh, to a different type of zipper that could be made more quickly we changed some of our additional pieces in our product to uh, to local factories and local suppliers from where our uh, manufacturing is. But really, mostly we just waited. Um, it was not as flowery, but we, we really did have to wait. Uh, you can't make a jacket with no front zipper. And there's not too many companies that make front zippers. And so what did you do with that time? 
that it was actually really a blessing in disguise. Uh, the time and the delays really allowed us to dial in our systems. Uh, when If we had gone and we had launched in uh, November 2021, which was our initial plan, we probably wouldn't be here today just because we would have not been able to achieve our production. Um, so we spent a lot of that time working on our systems, uh, improving our patterns, improving the quality of our product. We uh, hired a data scientist to do some automation and data analytics for us. Uh, so yeah, we really dug in in that time and spent that time improving the way that our product is built, which uh, is still in process, uh, but it's infinitely better than it was when we had our initial launch plan. So it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. Right. So it's that like uh, John Lennon thing. Life is life is what happens as you're making plans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We we had one plan. Well, we had like 10 plans and the universe had very different plans for us. And so is that the major that that was the only wrinkle, the only the only opportunity for having to like um, surrender to what is? I think our journey is it, it's a journey of constant surrender. Um, we there's so much outside of your control as a business owner, and we try to control everything and we try to do the best we can with what we have available to us. But at the end of the day, we're working with partners all over the world. Um, we're working across cultural barriers and language barriers and time, um, you know, as such as timing has been a problem with, you know, the actual delivery of product. It's also been an issue when I need to ask the factory a question at, you know, 4 p.m. on a Friday and I can't get an answer until three days from now. So sometimes I have a customer ask me a question and I'm like, I'm really sorry. I can't answer that question because the only person who knows the answer is on holidays or there's a festival, or there's lots of closures in that part of the world. So it's a constant journey of being patient and accepting time. Hmm. And so has that really been your biggest, uh, uh, I was going to say weapon, but that's not the right idea. Your your biggest resource when it comes to managing this these challenges with time. I think time, like when I look back on it, time has been what has affected everything. So any of our cash flow challenges have been that it took us an extra year to plan. So that's an extra year of cash flow. Uh, so that requires us to take on investors, which was not part of our initial plan, but we've, uh, you know, we've needed to bring that on because time has been, um, yeah, part of that journey. And and when you're, when you, you add an extra year to your timeline, you're adding an extra year of salaries and an extra year of, figuring things out and that costs a lot of money. Um, and, and so if I look back at it, like that's been kind of the, I could distill it down to the easiest, most simple sense, which is it's timing, time and timing, like getting things out at the right time and waiting when it's not the right time. Does that make sense? Uh -huh, yeah. So like when it's not the right time, it's clear like, well, you've got to wait, like what else are you going to do? Aside from the, you, you retooled a little at one point. 
Yeah. And we've been scrappy for sure. We've, um, you know, we've had to pivot in ways that uh, the traditional apparel industry can't do. Um, and, uh, we've been really flexible with our timelines. Like we've turned around samples in, in a matter of days that would normally take weeks because we've needed to really push hard to get a photo shoot done while there's still snow, things like that, where you can, you can push time. And then there's other cases where time waits for no one or time caters to nobody. Right. And so when it comes to like trying to find a way to find the right timing, have you found any tools or insights that have been useful for you? I think this is probably something that a lot of people in the SVI community, especially, uh, might have in common is is the the knowledge that um, or the the hope and trust that uh, like timing works out. So um, and and personally, myself, I think it's a very different story for my business partners. You know, we're a team of three. I'm definitely the one that's more trusting of the universe and timing. Um, but for me, it's really been a case of being able to say like, okay, if it's not the right time right now, then someone else or something knows better than I do. And I have to trust that. So, you know, with our launch in November 2021 plan, it would have been a catastrophe. It really allowed us to figure things out a lot better and a lot more efficiently. And then when we did launch in June, it allowed us really good timing for uh, the Australian winter. And then it allowed us really good timing for awards season. And so we missed some opportunities, but I think that in the long term, I'm going to look back on this and we're going to say like, actually, that was the perfect time for that to happen. The connections that we made along the way, the people that we met at just the right time and the right moment. I, I just have to trust that that's the right way for things to work. And I can, I can push things a little bit where I, where, like I said, time can be moved a little bit, but you kind of just have to trust, you know, it's not a specific tool, but that's really my outlook. In retrospect, look back and go like, Hey, i really could easily see that being ideal and then it's like and maybe so looking forward let's just pretend that, <laughs> that what we're doing and when, when we're doing what we're doing is going to be ideal for something yeah there's a saying um that i've heard a couple times over my career which is that there's no wasted development so we spent a lot of time and resources working on other products on new products that we wanted to launch and we had these grand plans of you know, we were doing, we were going to do the crowdfunder and then we were going to launch in fall with a full product line of multiple products, different categories. And then we had all these products planned for spring and we were doing all this work, developing these products and having samples made. And then just the timing didn't work out. Um, they're still not on the market and it probably is going to be another year before they're on the market. But there is no such thing as wasted development. So all that stuff is like we learned through that, that stuff that we can apply to future product. We learned a lot of lessons that we we're applying to our current product. Um, so yeah, really the the trusting in that and then knowing that there's no such thing as as wasted work. Hmm. Even if you make a mistake, like you learn from it and you you take that with you as you grow. Yeah. And so <laughs> the trick is trying to be 
connected to that, that awareness when it's happening, right? And it's hard. It is like, I'm saying all this now in like, I, I guess like a sweet moment for us. Um, but, but there are definitely days where it's like, oh my God, we've done everything wrong. Nothing has worked. Timing is terrible. But everybody, I think everybody has those days where you're really frustrated and you feel like you're pushing your, you know, trying to beat your head through a wall. And then all of a sudden it works out and you're like, oh, right. Okay, great. It was meant to be at this time. Um, so when, when you and your team are in those moments of holding the idea that things are wrong, is there anything that one or more of you did that helped you find your way out of it? I think we have a really great uh, trust and candor within our founding group. Um, a lot of times we'll have conversations that are very open and blunt and honest, something I really value about my business partners. Um, and so I think in those moments, like we do have really frank conversations where we're talking about like, okay, well, what are we going to do if this happens? What And we make contingency plans and we talk through things together from you know, where we're each at individually and where we're at as a business. And it's really having those, um, those people with me on it. Um, and I think we all bring very different strengths and lenses to those conversations. Like I'm an eternal optimist. So even in my, and so is, so is one of my other business partners, we're both the people that are constantly like, no, it's going to work out. Everything's great. Everything's good. But if it's not, here's options A through Z of different ways we can try this. And then we just kind of try and pick the best one for where we're at in any given moment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, to be able to, you know, look ahead and sort of try to come up with contingency plans, at least maybe takes a little bit of pressure off. Yeah. And we're constantly, constantly having those conversations of like, okay, you know, we don't have as many sales as we want. Okay. What are we going to do this week to change that? What are we going to do if that doesn't change? How do we adjust? Where's our, our value? Like that's just, that's a constant conversation. There's, I, I don't even think that there's like, you can separate any of those conversations. It's just one long conversation that continues. Yeah. Especially as, as, at this point where you're, you're having, uh, still forming, Right. And so you're constantly having to consider like where the energy's going, where it's not, and how to respond. Yeah. And we all fill a lot of hats. Um, you know, it's sitting down in the morning and thinking, okay, where what hat is the most valuable for me today? Is it production? Is it finances? Is it customer service? And sometimes I'm wearing all of those hats at one moment <laughs> and trying to find where that, where the value is. So going, looking back on that whole trajectory so far, and we can think back to a particularly challenging moment. If you could go back to that moment or, you know, travel to that moment and be able to whisper something into your ear or do something to improve or help you through it, what might that be? I think communicating urgency is something that I, as a, like, just personally can like through every stage of our business, um, have done better and have would like, if I look back on myself, even, you know, 
six weeks ago, six months ago, I would, I can, I can have that note in my head all the time um, with our partners over at our factory with responses to other people, like communicating urgency, both for myself, um, like what needs to be handled right now um, and timelines, I think would have maybe been eased the time burden a little bit, but as I've said a couple of times, I do think everything has worked out in the right timing. So maybe I, maybe I wouldn't want to change it. I don't know. <laughs> well, is that something that you're now bringing in and is that, that making sure you communicate urgency level of urgency and. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think I'm finding different ways to communicate urgency. I think that the way, um, so I come from another apparel organization. Um, I was with them for five years. They are a very established brand with a lot of respect um, and a lot of um, like long-term relationships with factories. Uh, so for me, it's been very different working with a factory that's like only working with us. We don't have the brand um awareness and identity to push them super hard right now, but they're also a very key um, partner for us. We wouldn't be able to do this without them and they're incredible. Um, and so it's learning now, I'm learning not necessarily that I need to communicate urgency, but I'm learning better ways that, to do that in a way that works with them. Um, and it's about the relationship. So I'm, it's instead of saying like, I need this by this date and then checking in when it's late, it's, it's instead it's, Hey, how's that going? Do you need anything? Do you have questions? And that's sort of more how I do it instead of just giving a deadline into the ether. Right. And do, I mean, do you also like indicate at some point saying, Hey, then this, this is really important or like we're really hoping for this point in this, this timeline. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're with where we're at in development of multiple projects and uh, we have a, a multiple timelines. So there's there's like the target, there's the dream, there's the it absolutely has to be done by this date or it's a no go. Those are we're kind of operating with two or three different timelines at a time. <laughs> again, know? again, multiple contingencies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um appreciate all your all that you've been sharing i think that i'm sure that other folks will be able to relate and have had experiences you know somewhat similar especially in the early stages right yeah we're still very much early stages and i i i you know probably look back on this in five years hopefully <laughs> and think oh man you're crazy but it's just part of the journey I think we're in the fun part where things are a little bit all over the place with timing and it's all relative. Well, again, um, I, I thank you for sharing, sharing these stories. I look forward to chatting again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for asking and thanks for doing this. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you've created a business that's a force for good and you'd like to share your story of challenge and success, go to questio.us slash podcast and click on the share my story button.